is up, Flomies. It's time for another edition of the ITF Flowcast. So this week we have Brian White. He is the owner of Poor Man Window Clean out of Boise, uh, Idaho. Really a great guy. I got to meet him at the IWC convention that we just had in Vegas. Um, you're going to hear the interview. I mean, just, just an incredible story of how he he started out and it just his his sheer will and determination to get through life is is just really amazing and inspiring you're going to get to hear how his business started you're going to get to hear what things happen in his life also uh, he has a great uh story about how the iwca legacy foundation helped him get through a difficult time and uh, anyways it's really a touching enjoyable and entertaining interview i know you're gonna love it so let's listen in now as we talk to brian hoyt all right flowies we are talking with brian hoyt of poor man window cleaning how you doing brian I am well, Gabe. I'm actually quite happy you invited me here today. It, it was amazing meeting you in Vegas at the convention. Yeah, it was so much fun. I'm so glad that, you know, we had always had interactions and stuff on in ITF and in other places, but um, it was nice to finally meet you in person and meet Christina and just really, uh, really nice. So you guys, you guys enjoy the convention? We did. We yeah. really did. Uh, Christina came back a different person, did completely really? oh. empowered. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And, and so was that, was that, was that your first one? I can't remember. No, I went in 2019. Okay. Greg, uh, I've known Greg for a long time. Greg Reed. Greg Reed. He's with IWC, IWC at one point yeah. in time. Uh, and he invited me several times and finally said, Hey, I already have your tickets, <laughs> get your airfare and hotel and coming this year. <laughs> and I did. And it changed Very my cool. life. <laughs> nice. Nice. Very cool. And you, and you, where are you out of? We are out of Boise, Idaho. Boise? Okay. Excellent. And how is the weather like right now? You guys, are you guys? Uh, I think it's going to get up into the forties today. Okay. Well, Hey, so that's it, nice. It, it was, got your bathing suits. 20s this morning but <laughs> my, my team loves me they're out there cleaning in it <laughs> yeah they always like oh the boss schedules us and i always oh, look whatever you guys do i've done like a hundred times already so i'm not asking you to do nothing i haven't done <laughs> factors of hundred <laughs> exactly. well i really appreciate i think you got a really cool story and and i do want to get into that but why don't you tell us a little bit about your, how you got started um, you know, kind of the origin of your company and, and, you know, was, was window cleaning something that you went into or that it fell upon you? Uh, quite literally, uh, it, it was by accident. Um, I, in, in June of 01, I was left unconscious on the side of the road in a hit and run motorcycle wreck. I lost my career in IT. I, I lost my, I had brain damage. Uh, amongst other things, spent almost four years in physical rehab. Wow. So that was June of 01. Mm -hmm. By July of 02, I had turned my BMW into the bank. I was waiting on Italy to make parts for my Ducati. I, I was a fancy geek. I, I made money. <laughs> uh, and I had an eviction notice from my apartment. Wow. Yeah. So I'm just sitting there. I, oh, and I'm two weeks out of a sling. I mean, out of a surgery. So I had had a shoulder surgery. I'm in an immobilizer, a neck brace, <sighs> a morphine pump surgically implanted in my back. Wow. Uh, I called up a buddy and I said, hey, Steve, will you shake my couch out? He laughed. He said, what? I said, will you come over and shake my couch out? 
He did. And I went and I gathered all the change that fell out of it. And I said, will you run me to the dollar store? He laughed and said, yeah, I'll run you to the dollar store, Brian. We went there and I bought a bottle of awesome window cleaner, <laughs> a roll of paper towels and an empty squirt bottle so I could water the wow. awesome window cleaner down. Wow. I went back home. I stuffed my sling full of paper towels, uh -huh. stuffed my pockets full of paper towels, and I put the water bottle on my belt hoop. Wow. And I just started walking down the road business to business saying, hello, my name's Brian. I'm sorry. I keep shaking my table. My name's Brian. I'm poor. I'm hungry. I'd like to eat tonight. May I clean your windows? Three days later, someone said yes. And I kid you not, it took me three hours to make $15. Oh, I, I was doing this little strip mall shop, a paper place. Yeah. And I'm out there with right, <laughs> right-handed sling, <laughs> neck brace, morphine pump. Oh. On a step stool, squirt bottling and paper toweling these windows. Um, Took me about three hours to make $15. There was a Shopco next door to a little store. It was a strip mall. I went into Shopco. I bought a case of ramen noodles, oh some assorted Campbell's soup so I could mix them into the noodles and give them some different flavors. Yeah, yeah. And a four pack of Angel Soft Toilet Paper because wow. it was on sale for 99 cents. And I had been going to McDonald's and Jack in the Box and stealing stacks of napkins. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was really excited that I had toilet paper. Yeah. I, I put the box on my sling, right? And I'm carrying, walking, going back to my house. And I'm in the parking lot and I hear somebody shout, hey, poor man. I'm like, what? <laughs> Who, who's? And I look around, the guy's talking to me. Uh-huh. I said, yeah, what? He said, are you going to be back next month? And that's how I started poor man window cleaning. Look at that. That's funny. Wow. So, so when did you start? When did you introduce squeegees? Like, I mean, had you just for that, <laughs> so, that long like that? I mean, were no, you making $5 no, an hour was, for that long? <laughs> it was rough. It, it was, I'm not going to joke at all. I ended up and, and I can say this now, I'm sure any statute of limitations are gone. I went and I bought the perforated paper to make your own business cards that night. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, I've done and that. Yeah. No, no, no. And then I went to my apartment complex's office center after they were closed. <laughs> yeah. And I went inside, hooked up to their printer, and I printed my business cards. Oh, boy. And a couple days later, I, 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 I'm going to admit it, I stole a windshield cleaner from a gas station. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> and that's what I started using because I didn't know about squeegees. I didn't know about strip washers. Sure, I... sure. <laughs> so how long did it take? How long were you doing it that way? Like... Uh, let's see. Until September. It took me two months. Two months. And so how did you yeah. find out like, hey, I can actually put money into something that's going to help me clean this window faster. And uh... How did you find out? I was walking through Home Depot oh, okay. and, and they had a little window cleaning area and I went, huh, I wonder if this stuff will work. And I had no idea how to use a squeegee. There wasn't Facebook back then. YouTube right. wasn't full of all the people with teaching lessons. It was very, uh, I was cleaning Perkins restaurants 
you know, with with these little 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 nine inch strip washers and ten inch squeegees, and that uh, I think was probably a year before I I upgraded from those because I had to get stable, I had to get a place to sure. live, and all that. And then I saw a competitor in town doing water fed. Well, what is now water fed? We they had a pressure washer and they were shooting the water on the windows and then they had painter poles and they would scrub them and then they would rinse them. Right. Right. And I looked at that and I thought, well, damn, that's the way to go. (laughs) Now, what are they doing with their water to make it do that? And I thought, and I thought, and I thought, and I figured it out. It had to be like jet dry that you use in your dishwasher. (laughs) Right. So, <laughs> I go to my apartment. I I, I bought a yeah. bottle of Jet Dry. I got two fifty-five gallon plastic drums. Oh, I filled goodness. one up and left the other one empty on my patio. I took my dishwasher <laughs> out to the patio. I, I filled it up with one bottle of Jet Dry. It was like one point seven ounces or something, and I figured out approximately how many gallons went through a wash and rinse cycle got it and then how many wash and rinse cycles i, that I gotta say i did right that is very scientific you <laughs> <laughs> i knew what i was doing <laughs> i knew what i was doing you could so have been i got the, this you could have been the first you know, youtuber to show how to use oh, how to totally not do it right oh so man. i figured this this ratio out and i went and i bought like a case 12 bottles of it at a discount store and I had a tote in the back of my truck and I filled it up with water and I put the jet dry in there. I'm driving down a road and people are giving me the one finger salute. Oh no. The, the we are so proud of you. They're honking at me and I can't figure out what's going on. I finally, I couldn't see in my rear view mirror, you know, cause my totes back there. I checked out my side view and there's a foam party behind me. Imagine a 275 gallon tote <laughs> with 12 bottles of jet dry and oh. water in it and no lid. Oh. Sloshing around the bed of my truck, foam is just... <laughs> And I realized shortly thereafter that that was not what my competitor was doing. Right, right. <laughs> well, I, I got to tell you, um, Brian. You make me feel so much better of how I started out my company. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I feel so good now. I, I I feel like I was actually an expert when I started. <laughs> I was an idiot. <laughs> wow, that is something. All right. So so once you once you push the jet dry aside, <laughs> yeah. Start, when did the business start making money for you? When did you start realizing, hey, this is something that I can I can uh, sustain uh, myself on? when I made it through that winter. Okay. So, so the next year, so by, I think it was, I started uh, uh, July of, of o- O2 and by, I think it was October of O2, I had my DBA mm-hmm. and uh, my first six months of O3, I think I had a gross revenue. Now this is without a car. 
right just getting rides with buddies and stuff uh my first six months was twenty four thousand dollars and i thought well hey i can live on this nice so so you're doing that and now like what are you what are you doing to get your customers is it still just knocking on doors or or what are you doing uh at that time Mm mm-hmm Oh yeah, at that time it was <laughs> it was door door to door on business. I was making my own not even cardstock flyers and uh taping them, taking masking tape and taping them to people's doorknobs. Oh. <laughs> I I caught got in a, a local print shop and I asked them how much per page. And they told me, and then I, so I sent them my thing and it had three per page mm-hmm. and they printed it. And when I got there in person, I said, now, how much is it to cut my paper? They said, what? I said, well, if I want two cuts to make these in thirds, the guy looked at me and said, well, isn't that a cheap way to get 15,000 out of 5,000 pages? <laughs> <laughs> and I would take those and tape them with the, with the blue tape, because I had already had to go out with the white tape and, uh, use alcohol and, and yeah. swabs to remove glue from people's doors who were not happy that I left a flyer on their door taped to it. <laughs> I, I was printing banners and taking them to every grocery store that had any sort of neighborhood bulletin board, every mm-hmm. gas station. I was even going to laundry mats and hanging them oh. up on their boards. Then uh, I got into Facebook I actually had another person who shares my name, Brian Hoyt, lives in my town. Okay. Called me up one night. Uh, I think it was in 08. Said, hey, are you Brian Hoyt? I said, yeah. He said, do you have poor man window cleaning? I said, yes, that's me. He said, you need to get on Facebook because I am also Brian Hoyt and I am tired of people asking me about cleaning their windows. (laughs) And that's how I got on Facebook. Wow. That is, man, I got to tell you, you are a real determined individual. I mean, most of us, I think, would have given up probably after the jet dry, to be honest with you. They would have said, forget this. No, no, it would have been after cleaning the first job that you did with oh, the jet right. dry. Yeah. <laughs> I had to go back. I had a hundred windows uh, again, and they were storefront, sidewalk to ceiling windows. Oh. And I decided I might want to go and check that out. And it was like a technicolor rainbow of soap. Oh, no. And if you know anything about soap, which us window cleaners do, taking that off with a squirt bottle and paper towels took oh, me three days. Wow. Oh, my <laughs> Jet dry is not RO. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's the title. That's the title of your book, your autobiography. <laughs> Jet dry is not RO. <laughs> yep. Oh man! Wow. Okay. Well, hey. So, so when did you when did you start having the right stuff to do the to do a good job? I think it was probably about two years into it. Okay. And how did you find uh, out? So is it just the Home Depot thing or did someone pull you aside? Oh, and say, Brian, no, Brian, it Brian, was all, I am, I am 100% hillbilly engineered. <laughs> uh, if it's not hillbilly engineering, it's usually not on my rig. Nice. Uh, <laughs> it, it took me. So I found a guy who sold 
purified water. Mm-hmm. His dad used to own Culligan in six mm. states. Okay. He had a little self-serve thing. So I went over and I talked to him. He said, oh, yeah, this will work. And he had two 5,000-gallon tanks. So I knew I'd never run out. So I was doing that. We took, unlo- you know, the unloader valve on your pressure washer? Mm-hmm. I turned those things. I was going through unloader valves probably every three, four months because I cranked them all the way to the absolute minimum. And I'm using my pressure washer to wet them down. Uh, I would use the Zorro, the red tip to get second story windows just with no pressure. It was just a little stream of water, kind of like coming out of our pencil jets. Right, right. Until I realized I could make my own RO water. And now... We have one rig that's a DI setup. Uh-huh. The, it, it's a minivan and it hangs off the back of it. And the other rig is an RO setup with a solar power plant that runs the RO mm. pump and the water-fed pole pumps. We go about 300 feet on those. So so your panels are on where? Where on the... On the top of the van. Okay. It's so a it's full-size van. one-ton van. Yeah, it's a full-size van. Okay. And it, I looked at all these people... And I thought, man, I don't like lifting batteries that much. You know, and everybody had these fancy little things where they could go 50 to 75 feet and and it weighed 100, 150 pounds. And I'm a lazy man. (laughs) I was not going to do that. So I figured out how to put the batteries in, how to keep them charged. Uh, When there's no sunlight, we have a little Mm -hmm. shoreline trickle charger. Just jack it in. You don't pull it out. We go with big 200 amp hour batteries. They last days. Mm. Interesting. And, and so you have um, the the solar panel. It's just always kind of on. And so it's. Yes. The, the solar panel, the, the solar panel actually has a charging station inside my van. Got it. Okay. So it's, it's hooked up just like it would on any house, any mm-hmm. RV. It's hooked up and I charge at about 17 amps an hour. Hmm. And so, in, and this is just a standard like marine battery that you're using, or using something else? Uh, they're they're actually solar solar uh, storage solar. batteries. It, yeah, it's it, a company. It. The ones that I like the most are by a company called Renology. Okay. They make the charging connectors. They make their own panels, but they make gotcha. these 200 amp hour batteries that are just absolutely amazing. And I get about three years use out of them. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. And, and, and is that where you got your panels as well? Or did you get your panels somewhere else? No, I, I got my panels from a local source because I only wanted one or two. Uh-huh. I went and I asked them if they had any uh, scratch and dents, any one-offs, any closeouts. And that's what I would get. So they would have an extra one from this job or this line is discontinued. So I would just, well, give me that one. Mm-hmm. And, and so w- how was it mounting it onto the van? It was great. I I researched how they mount them down in places like Florida, where they have hurricanes, and Texas, where they have tornadoes. And I have a cat f- Category 5 storm mounting system attached to my ladder rack. All right. <laughs> well, you're going to have to take some pictures and post it under on the comments when we when we post this on ITF. Okay? I will do that. That way people can kind of have an idea of what you got set up. That's pretty, I will that's pretty ingenious, that. man. That's pretty ingenious. 
Very cool. Well, thank you so much. Any, anything else on your on your story that you wanted to share before we get into the Legacy ah, Foundation? Because I, I think that's a really I think that part kind of it. covers covers the story from yeah. from humble beginnings. I'm still humble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, um, tell us a little bit about the the Legacy Foundation. So, just for you Flomies who aren't familiar, we, we've we've talked about this in ITF before. This is a wonderful um, foundation that's set up through the IWCA. Uh, Greg Reed, when he was president, was kind of one of the the guys who was pushing for this and got it set up. And it's really designed to help uh, IWC members who uh, find themselves in difficult situation, whether it's because of illness or injury or, or something else. And it's just designed to kind of help window cleaners get back up on their feet so they can continue on. And you you were the beneficiary uh, of uh, um, the IWC Legacy Foundation. Could you just share a little bit about how that got involved, how you came to benefit and, and what it, what difference it made uh, in your business? Uh, yes, I, I, I'm happy to. At the, the 2019 convention, I was, I think, 12 weeks out of a, a shoulder surgery. I mean, we have problems as window cleaners. Yeah. And I was talking with Greg at the convention about things. And I had bought tickets to go to the 2020 convention. And I was really excited to go there. In December, well, in November of 2020, I was told I had bilateral carpal tunnel. Mm. That was mid-November. By the, the week after Thanksgiving, I had gone from having mild bilateral carpal tunnel to a loss of 70% of nerve function in my right arm, mm. 30% in my left. I was told during the height of COVID when every hospital was shut down, on a Thursday that I was scheduled for surgery on Monday. I said, I can't do that. I have $16,700 <laughs> worth of work to do by the end of this year. Wow. And I just have one part-time helper. I wasn't geared up to have employees. I was saving to have employees next year. Yes. She said, well, that's fine. Come back in January as a paraplegic. <laughs> my C5, C6 vertebrae, I got the, the nice little opening here. My C5, C6, the, the disc between them had, you know, looking up, it had bulged forward to a point that it had 57% compression on my spinal wow. column. And that's why I had lost the nerve function down my arms. So I lost $16,000 worth of work. Boom. Just mm gone greg and i are friends we're 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 fairly decent friends i've been in his office he's kicked his boots up on his desk and we've we've had lunches he's a good guy he's had backyard barbecues here at my house i i really i have love for the man he told me to apply for this i said no 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 i'm not a charity case I, i'll get through this well came down to the point where i had to apply for it and it it was a, a boon to poor man window cleaning because without without that legacy foundation that thousand dollars paid the other half of my workers comp that i was short i was getting ready to figure out how i was going to tell christina that she had to go on unemployment and i didn't know if poor man window cleaning was going to be in business for her to come back to wow it, it was it was that slim. Uh, it, it was December, January, February, our cold months mm -hmm. where 
if we get above freezing, we're really happy for weeks and months on end. So without without the the IWCA, without the support of of the Flomies, without having people who encouraged me, I was ready to shut. I was ready to shut my 20 years down. I didn't know what I was going to do. I, I talked to my wife daily about it. I was depressed like you wouldn't believe. Wow. I, I, I mean, not that I would have ever done self-harm. I'm, I'm chicken shit and I don't like pain. I, I could never physically hurt myself. But man, I kept looking at all my pill bottles mm-hmm. and I kept thinking I could just not wake up tomorrow morning. And honestly, if if that that was my my turnaround and saving moment, th- there was light at the end of the tunnel when the mm-hmm. foundation came through for me. That's awesome, yeah. That that's really it's it's really good. I mean, it's just like it's one of those things where, like you said, I'm sure you know you being such an, a a person who kind of is is good at problem solving you know, when you're faced with the problem that you can't solve, that would feel very defeating, you know? It was so, it it was just, I I mean, it it was like just weight, thousand pounds right here on my chest. I couldn't, I couldn't even exhale or inhale, Gabe. It was, it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's so awesome that it was there for you. And it was, it is to to get that. Uh, Just a tidbit. Guys, I don't care who you are. Go on Amazon today and buy four to five pair of prism sunglasses, uh, prism glasses, mm. mm-hmm. the, the, the mountain Lovely. climber glasses. Yeah, yes. Lovely. Get those prisms. I, I can't lean back anymore. And I wish I would have been doing this in the past. And my crew has them. There are three pair in every van for two mm-hmm. people. Get them because your neck is so important. And if you don't practice safety, you're going to be me and you don't want to be me. Yeah. Now you mentioned Christina. Um, so how long has she worked for you? Christina started for me summer of 2019. So three, three, three and a half years now. So now when this was all happening, was she still kind of green as far as a window cleaner or was she, she, she kind of dependable? I cannot, my heart for this girl. Uh, so Christina is a single mother of three kids. Mm-hmm. She lives 35 miles away from my address. Mm-hmm. She needed some money. She needed some help. And her and I had been friends before. So she started working for me part time. And she had not been fully trained at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I I was, I'm a bad boss. (laughs) I'm a great worker and a very bad boss. She had to take my phone and take my tablet and run poor man window cleaning. Wow. While I was so medicated that I couldn't function. Look at that. That woman has my heart. She is part of poor man. And, and I hope to to never see her not a part of it in some capacity. Yeah. 
Well, you can tell, I mean, you can tell she, when I, I get to meet her at the, at the convention as well. And you can tell she has ownership of the company. You know, she, she has tried. Yes. And she is. Yeah. She got her 1910 OSHA safety uh-huh. classes done while she was there. Nice. Uh, she's our safety manager. And, and there was something else she did. Train. Something there else she is. did. What did she do? There is. She won the women's speed cleaning competition. Yeah, that's so awesome. Let me put up the picture here. Um, okay, so here we go. Can you see that? Yep. All right, so there she is. There she is with that the belt. was such a proud moment for her. Yeah, that, I mean, it was really cool. It was really cool to see. You know, I was so happy to be there to to be able to see it and then get see her get her belt and it was just a real special moment. I still got to send you the footage of that. I'm so sorry I haven't sent that yet. That's um, all right, man. We're but, all busy, uh, and that that's was, volunteer work. Absolutely, and just you know, just to see uh, uh, the pride that she had in 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 doing that. You know, uh, oh, it, she was just beaming, and she's yeah. still on cloud nine for it. Yeah, that's so <laughs> cool. That's so cool. We're yeah. gonna get that belt framed for her. Oh, absolutely! You got to mount that somehow, right? <laughs> yeah, we are. We're gonna uh, have a local local photography framer build yeah. a frame for it and glass Very it in nice. and everything for her. Very nice. Yeah. Well, that's that's so awesome that you have, um, you know, you got someone like that who you know that she has your back. You've got her back, and, and you guys are making the business work. Uh, um, that is unfortunately, you know, a lot of times. We're business owners and, and and we're looking for that employee, but we're, we're more managing. We're managing uh, people who are, you know, who are doing their best or, you know, they're earning their, their keep for sure. Uh, um, but they're uh, they don't have the ownership. You know, it's it's not really yes. their thing. It's they're there. They put in the they put in the time. And again, nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, I've, I've had many. No, and to expect anything more than that is yes. a bad onus. Absolutely. You should never expect that. But when you find it, Wow. What a, what a, and awesome... I've been mentoring her and giving her audiobooks to read and, and having one-on-ones with her and, and helping her improve her life. Yes. In, in ways that, I mean, we all lack from our parenting. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. And so that's, that's, that's really awesome. Um, But I think, that is just kind of a, uh, it shows what kind of person you are. And, and I think what also shows that is the, your, your really drive to help your community, you know? So you, you care, for instance, with Christine, you care about her as a person and about her family. Um, but tell us a little bit more about what you do. It's your, your view of your role as a business owner in your community and why you feel it's important for you to be active in that. Okay. So uh- one one more thing on the the oh, convention it, because it, it it is part of that for me the best part of the convention was going and helping clean the charity McDonald's house mm-hmm. the the Ronald McDonald's house charity clean if you don't give back to your community that supports you what are you you're mm-hmm. just a taker You are just a taker and they're a dime a dozen, you know, the community supports you. So find a way to support your community. Mm -hmm. We give charity cleans, uh, vouchers. 
we we gave one we just did one for the Wasmuth Human Rights Association. We go up every spring. There's a a camp here. It's called Camp Rainbow Gold. Mm-hmm. They have they bought an old old ski lodge has like 18 19 cabins on it and they bring whole families they don't just bring the kid who has cancer Mm -hmm. because the parents are affected their brothers and sisters are affected so they bring the whole family to the camp they're building an oncology center there they're well enough about them what we do is we go up every spring we're going up the third weekend of april and we're going to clean all of their cabins the windows inside and out before the kids get there just to give it a, a little more perk you know of course. we do their office for them we donate to every school we can i came from the poorest school in our district it's called woodier elementary and um all the trailer park kids go there. It's it's the place to be. But every year I was a I was not I was a troubled youth. So I was I was the the thorn in everybody's toe there. Every teacher, the principal, I was I I was always in the library. And had it not been for the librarian who who taught me through reading, she would set me down with books. With, with Kerouac, with just Steinbeck. I, I was reading college level stuff in second and third grade because wow. she saw something in me I didn't see and, and didn't see in my my troubled home. And because of her and the cafeteria cook, I, I was always in trouble. So I had to help with the lunches <laughs> and breakfasts. And that's what they did with the troubled kids. Because of them taking their time and giving to me, I learned that the only way you're a decent human, the only purpose we have is to help others. So poor man window cleaning, we just give wherever we can. Whittier, we go back there every before before their school starts. And I mean, when I say it's a poor district, I call them and ask them what they need. They've told me sometimes, hey, we need... 50 pair of girls' panties age five to seven. We need boys' socks for age five to nine. Uh, This last year, just this last fall, this school year, they needed headphones for for kindergarten children that wouldn't fall off their heads. So we went and we got them 50 pair of headphones and took them to them. Because it's not just paper and pencils that they need they need support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. I, you know, we as as window cleaners especially being such kind of independent businesses, right? You know, we're not I mean there are some franchises of course and and there's <clears throat> some bigger some bigger companies, but I think when we are small, we have opportunities to find those niches that need to be filled, you know, whether it's yes. nonprofits, whether it's other organizations that help and uh, we we have that ability to to help you know the 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 organizations that sometimes will fall through the cracks whether just because they don't have funds to you know advertise and let people know they even exist uh, or uh, um, you know other th- or they're just they're just kind of like out of the the public view we can find those niches and use our you know place in the community to kind of help that you know there's there's an organization we can. And, and something that a, a lot don't understand, 
and I don't know, maybe you do, the level of trust mm -hmm. the community has in a window cleaner. Mm -hmm. You look at a landscaper and how many of them are, are allowed to use the restroom at a house? Mm -hmm. How many of them are in their little kids' bedroom? Yep. How many of them walk into their master closet? Mm -hmm. The level of trust and, and honestly respect that window cleaners are allowed because of that it means that we really need to be leaders in giving in our communities. Not only that, not only are we in, in people's private houses, and I've talked about this before on the, on the podcast, is um, we're there at times where it's probably the most sensitive for people, right? Someone is either has just passed away or is, is passing away. Family are coming to see them, right? And you just gave me chills. Yeah. Can, can I share a, sure, a personal please. moment with please. I had, and these are it's the worst way to, to lose a client. It, it's, it's the absolute worst way to lose a client. But I had this guy, gentleman, older guy, had Alzheimer's, and I'd been cleaning their windows for, I think, 12 years at this time. And he'd gone down sharply. His, his wife was just tired of him. You could tell she just wanted him gone but i would always schedule about three more hours than i needed so i could sit and talk with him mm -hmm. and this man took his last breath watching hot rod television with me mm -hmm. after i had just finished cleaning their windows mm -hmm. we don't always realize the impact we have on the people around us so we should always be positive and giving Yes. And that was really highlighted during COVID. You know, um, we were coming into people's homes when they may not have seen their family for months. Yes. You know, um, but yeah, it, it, man, it's just if you don't appreciate that or, or at least understand that you have kind of a role, not, not necessarily you went into the job with this role in mind, but you, you know, you're going to be touching lives in different ways. I mean, I, I don't know how many times I'll talk to to window cleaners, and they'll, you know, just in in, in talking, of oh, my client that I've had for you know 15 years, oh, they they're sick, they're going to pass away, or they just passed away, and you can tell they're broken up about it. You know, I mean, we don't, most people don't get that close to their clients, and yet we're not in their at home. all. We're in their home. We're talking, like you said. You, you sometimes you spend a little more time. You know, I have I had a couple of jobs where I'd show up. I wouldn't do any window cleaning at all. Um, the techs would clean and I'd just sit there and chat. I'd just sit there and talk with the customer because they've been with me forever, right? And when do I get to yes. talk with them? And um, yeah, you know, it, there's just, there is just a level of closeness that you just can't, you know, if you have a heart, I should say, <laughs> you just can't help but develop uh, with some of your clients and, um, you know, appreciate it, appreciate it and, and, you know, do do what you can with that, that, you know, can bring some some happiness or some goodness into the world. Because uh, there's, yes. so there's so much that doesn't bring that, you know, you can be a source of that without even, without even really trying just, just by showing up and doing your job, you know, you can make a difference in someone's life. But, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, another thing that we, we've talked about, uh, you've, you've really talked a lot about kind of acknowledging your imperfections, you know, your, your struggles, which I really admire about you because we, you know, we're in, in the age of social media, you go onto these groups and it's full of people telling you all of the best things they've ever done. Right. 
oh, I'm going on this trip or ah, I added this truck, this, you know, five, you know, now it's my sixth truck of my five, you know, truck fleet or whatever. And they're telling everything that's good about their, their successes. Um, but you really have a different attitude when it comes to that. Could you tell us a little bit about how you I, feel with, with. I do. Growth? I personally don't believe in, and I'm just going to call it what I see it as the culture of toxic positivity. <laughs> It, it, it causes so many people around you and the people who see it to to think that they're not enough. Well, how come this isn't happening for me? Well, I'm doing all this. We need to warmly embrace and share our failures as much, if not more, than we celebrate our successes. Mm-hmm. You, you, ne- and I found this out through all. I've always been a vocal advocate. I come from a past that we don't need to get into. So it, it shaped me into a different person than a lot of people out here. And I have found that even if, say, 90% of the people are afraid of sharing their failings. Those 10% of people who, who just embrace and celebrate failure, show them that they are not alone. Mm-hmm. Show them that their struggle to get to that sixth rig, to get to that mm-hmm. first part-time employee, to, to show them that it's not just an easy thing. Yes. You share what's going on. Uh, and if you don't share and embrace it, you actually are going to just let it eat at you and eat at you and weigh you down because you're looking for that next win. Yes. Well, that next win won't come if you don't have a loss. That's Or several losses, right? Yes. Yes. So you just really have to, and, and you have to fight the urge to tell, well, pull it up by the bootstraps. <laughs> no, man, I am sorry that happened to you. What led up to that? Why did this happen? How can you stop it from happening next time? And what did you learn? Yes. Yes. Because every loss has a learning lesson in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you don't celebrate it, you're not going to take time to learn your lesson. Yeah. No. and, And honestly, it's that thinking, what you just said is really the foundation of the why we started ITF in the in the first place. Um, you know, there are there's still a lot of window cleaning groups out there, and they all have their their benefits and, and you know their pluses and minuses, so to speak. Um, but what you said, people <clears throat> are afraid to share their failures. <clears throat> Excuse me, they're afraid to share their failures because as soon as they do, all these people you know jump on them. And tell them how could you? Oh, you're a rookie. Oh, I thought you're a professional. I thought this was a group of people who knew what they were doing. And you know, and then they just pile on there. And so, what does that teach? That teaches no, don't share your failures. Don't ask questions that might expose the fact that you have a gap in knowledge in a certain area. Only share the things that you know people will look at. Say, okay, well that that's pretty good, you know. And so, like you say, when 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 you don't have an environment that allows the sharing. Of of ideas, both good and also mistakes, 
then there's there's no ability to learn. We're all kind of stagnant in what we all agree as a group as, oh, this is the definition of success. And that's not that's not success for everybody. You know, and you can't grow. If you can't, if you can't sit back mm-hmm. and analyze and get some sort of positivity mm-hmm. and feedback out of it, you don't know how to not make that mistake in the future. Absolutely. So you're going to keep doing it and you're going to keep falling and mm-hmm. you're going to give up. Yep. Yep. Help those around you find their wins, no matter how humble it begins. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, just we're all learning. I mean, there's just there's nobody that knows everything about everything. We're all learning. And and like you said, when when you're in a group of people who you respect and then you hear that those people are struggling in a certain area, that just helps you to know you're just like you're, you're normal. <laughs> you know, yes, you're and, not and, doing something wrong. Exactly. You're not you're not like, oh, I'm you know, they're all up here. I'm way down here. It's like we're all business owners. We're all going down the same highway. You know, some of us are going a little faster than others. Some of us are a little further on, along, but we're all on the same highway, right? We all want to support our family. Yes. Want to, uh, uh, you know, make some, make a difference in, in some way. So it's like, well, why not? If we're all heading in the same direction, why not encourage each other? Why not help when someone says, asks a question and says, I'm struggling with this instead of pounding on them and say, well, how come you don't know that? <laughs> say, oh, well, this is how I learned. This is what I've done, you know? And then I think that's what's beautiful about ITF is, is we really work hard to create that environment where someone can ask a question and not feel dumb about it, you know? And that they're going to have a bunch of people who have experience, who are, are you know, solid window cleaners, who can offer good advice, not just advice uh, um, that's going to either going to profit them or not just come down on them because it makes themselves feel better to to knock down, uh, you know, the guy. Who yeah, because experience. nobody lifted them up. So why am I going to lift you up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, that's why you do so well in ITF, Brian. You fit right in. You 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 embody... Uh, the things that we want, you know, to to be encouraging, to help others, uh, and just to be uh, motivational. I mean, I, I I'm I'm all pumped up just talking with you. You know, believe me, if you can get through jet dry window cleaning <laughs> and, and still have a business intact, man, yes. you do you have my undying jet respect. Dry, my friends, do not use jet dry. <laughs> Man, well, thanks so much for taking time to talk with us, bud. I, I really appreciate it. Again, it was a pleasure meeting you uh, in Vegas, uh, and uh, hopefully we'll see you at the next one. Uh, but to anything you yeah, want to share? We have uh, our tickets out? for Galveston, so Excellent. we're looking forward to it. Christina has to defend her title. That's right. Absolutely. 100%. Now, is there anything else you want to share before we head on out? Uh, just go out there and, and embrace life. I, I mean, just embrace life. Give 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 if you don't give it won't come back yeah nice well thank you so much for your time thank you flomies for listening as always you guys take care you have a great weekend and as always flow on